Hey, it's Mark K. We're going to talk about some really crazy, amazing stuff today. There was a Grammy dress on the red carpet that almost got the girl wearing it killed. I'll tell you all about that. Also, Milo Yiannopoulos made me Twitter famous for just a quick brief moment. And the left has moved their protests up to a whole new level. Mind control. We will talk about all of that in 30 seconds. Seriously, just two very short commercials. Uh, that way we can keep this puppy afloat. And then it's like ad free for the next 40 minutes. I promise. Sit tight. The Marque Show is next. Man, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Facebook sucks. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I come on here every day. It's like the word every other day. It's like, oh, we can't hear you. There's no volume. Hello. This thing. Anyway, if you're listening on the podcast, you don't have to worry about it because I know that the podcast is working. I I, uh, I triple check that mug. Uh, if you're watching on Facebook Live, thanks so much for being here. Hope you had a great weekend. It's Monday, and you know what? We need to drum up some excitement for this show today because it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. And uh, you can help out by, if, if you would, just for just a quick second, uh, go down to the bottom and hit that button that says share. And share this with all your like-minded friends, and especially share it with all your friends that are totally, uh, you know, way off in the ether and have totally different uh, points of view because we really want to annoy them. And today, God, there's so much. I really feel, I really feel like the divide in this country, not only it's getting wider, but I feel like the people on the left-hand side of this divide, the people that are protesting, the people that voted for Hillary Clinton, the people that just can't accept the outcome of the election, they're, they're slowly going crazy. And... I can, there's a couple of reasons that I can, I can tell this is happening. First of all, it's because I see more and more articles about how Donald Trump is mentally ill. Uh, in fact, Al Franken, I, I didn't pull audio of this cause I just, we already had way too much to talk about with the Grammys and whatnot. Uh, but, uh, but Al Franken was on one of the, I think it was state of the union. And he actually said, Donald Trump is mentally ill. And a bunch of senators in Congress are really, are really upset about it. Uh, they're really concerned about it. They think that's the rumor going around. Republicans and Democrats together are both saying that uh, that Donald Trump is mentally ill. And I already see the comments coming in. I see a couple people commenting, hey, what do you mean slowly? Okay, they're quickly uh, just just losing sight of all uh, you know types of um, types of sanity. But we're gonna, here's what happened over the weekend, which three great examples of just how ridiculous. Just how ridiculous the people who lost the election are becoming. First of all, there was a Grammy dress on the red carpet, a piece of clothing that almost got the woman who wore it killed. We're going to talk all about that. Also, Milo Yiannopoulos. I know you know him. He's the guy that was uh, going to Berkeley. He's a uh, he works for Breitbart. He has his own blog. He uh, he's a social media star. He was going to Berkeley for that speech because he has this great campus tour that, that he's been taking around. And uh, and of course the uh, the Republicans uh, at Berkeley, the college Republicans, sponsored the tour. They paid for security. And then of course the the crazy alt left, which I love that term by the way, the crazy alt left students got wind of it and they decided to destroy the Berkeley campus. <laughs> by smashing windows and pepper spraying fellow students and also lighting bonfires. And they eventually had to cancel uh, Milo Yiannopoulos's, you know, his performance. But what happened was they basically made him even more famous than he ever has been. And he made me slightly more famous than I am this weekend uh, by posting my Twitter on his blog. And we'll talk all about that. Also, the crazy thing that that led to that happening. Plus, uh, I want to talk a little bit about mind control because... The protesters have moved on to a new, the protesters have moved on to a new type of, I guess, I, I, I don't know, I don't know what they're trying to do. 
it's not just that they they want you to know that they're upset. They want to control your... It's really no different than what Barack Obama was trying to do when he was in, in office, trying to control every aspect of your life. And now that he's out, his followers and those who are frenzied for the, the good old days of Barack Obama, uh, they, they, they want to continue to control you. But they don't have the power to do it. So they're trying to do it via intimidation. And Toby Keith and a bunch of, you know, hardworking, music-loving people in Naperville, Illinois, a blue state, I'd like to point out, in Naperville, Illinois, uh, were the target of this over the weekend. And man, I posted about it, and it kept me entertained all day Sunday. The responses I got, both negative and positive, kept me so entertained all day Sunday. So I want to definitely elaborate on that and tell you the latest. Before we do, though... Uh, I, I had an interesting, oh, by the way, here's the phone number. The phone lines are open right now. 844-436-MARK is the number. 844-436-6275. And you can call that number anytime during the show. Like I said, you dial it up. You can talk about anything. A uh, little computer is going to ask you your name, what you want to talk about, and then and then we'll put you on. Uh, a lot of people have already taken advantage. And, you know, we want to hear from you too. This is this is not just my Facebook live feed. This is not just my podcast. This is yours as well. I mean, you're, you're listening to it. Uh, you should, you know, be a part of it too. I'll help create the content, if you will. And then you can uh, go and share it with all your friends and say, hey, look, uh, watch this video. I was I was on with Mark K and we had a great we had a great uh, conversation. All right. So let's start with the Grammys, shall we? Because I feel like I, the Grammys was was pretty much the big event of the uh, of the weekend. And I know a lot of people don't watch the Grammys because you feel it's just a bunch of uh, Hollywood elitists from the music industry. Just they're just self-serve. They're just patting each other on the back. And uh, the producer of the Grammys. Gosh, I forget his name. He's an old dude. Really old dude. Uh, hang on. He's been producing the Grammys for 30 years. Think about that. This is like, I mean, that's like, that's like a, uh, that's like a, that's like a Supreme Court justice. I mean, that's basically a job for life. Um, he basically made a statement. He asked all the artists, he told all the artists beforehand, Hey, get political, man. This is what it's all about. You guys are artists. Uh, his name is Ken Ehrlich. Ken Ehrlich, in a fraught moment of political protest, blah, 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 anyway, let me read this quote. One of the tenets of our show is artistic freedom, he said, and over the years we've shown we do believe in it. How many more times do we need to hear, I'd like to thank my publicist, my agent, my wife and kids. The great acceptance speeches are ones that have a point of view and are more personal. So he said, outside of just blatant profanity, Outside of just getting on there and cussing up a storm, we would love to hear your political views. So we went into this thinking, man, it's going to be a, it's going to be even wilder than before. And sure, you did have some political viewpoints coming out from the get go with host James Corden, who did a rap song. And for those of you who aren't watching the live feed, for those of you who are just listening to the podcast, air quotes, definitely uh, definitely necessary when describing James, Cor- James Corden's rap. Uh, here's a little bit, probably the most controversial part of what James Corden said in his rap, because it, of course, dealt with uh, President Donald Trump. Wishes came true, we celebrate you. You gotta be thankful that this is what you do. Live it all up because this is the best of with President Trump. We don't know what comes next. And then, of course, everybody clapped except for Jay-Z, who doesn't clap for anybody. Jay-Z feels he no longer needs to clap for anybody. Uh, but you know, with, with President Trump, you never know what's coming next. And then the next stanza went into how, you know, no matter what color, what race, what creed, what religion, we all need to sit here. And I mean, he rhymed it better than I'm doing. But uh, he basically said, you know, and then and whatever, wherever you come from, we're all Americans. And we need to basically fight this together. Resist. 
resist. In fact, Katy Perry, when she did her performance, she also was wearing a, a, uh, a shoulder strap like she was in mourning and it said resist on it. And then one of the rock bands, I forget which one it was. Uh, they were, they're not uber famous. It wasn't like 21 pilots or anybody. They just took off their pants. But another one of the rock bands came out and the dude had impeach, uh, you know, in, in big bold letters spray painted across his back. What else? Oh, Katy Perry had We the People, the Constitution as a backdrop, which I guess is a dig at Trump. I never understood that because, you know, the Constitution, it kind of, it's for all of us. But, you know, they, whatever, I didn't understand that. And then Paris Jackson, who is the daughter of the late, great Michael Jackson, came out and she had another agenda item that she wanted to bring up. We can really use this kind of excitement at a pipeline protest, guys. (laughs) Hashtag no dapple. Yeah, she's doing What's funny to me is that she's doing the white man's overbite and fist bumping to no dapple. Hashtag no dapple. Yeah, baby. I mean, it's really, it's really, I feel bad for her. Actually, I know that she's had a, she's had kind of a rough tumultuous life, but that joke flopped really big. Nobody really cared. Here's the thing. It was all about Donald Trump and Muslims. You can't roll in with the Dakota Access Pipeline. Nobody, that's like, that's like 24th on the list of complaints that liberals in the music industry have. First, it's Donald Trump's president, which is number one, the biggest thorn in anyone's side. Number two, it's Muslim ban, hashtag quote unquote. And number three, it's, I'm sure there's like, I'm sure there's like 5,000 other things that they hate Donald Trump about. But Dakota Access Pipeline, somebody somebody pull Paris aside and tell her that is low on the list. Uh, so hashtag no dapple, it's not gonna get, it's not gonna get the response. Uh, that you want. Here's something else that got a big response, not necessarily the response that everybody was looking for, but go back to Ken Ehrlich, the producer of the Grammys. What he said was, he's hoping that the artists get political. As a matter of fact, you know, we're all artists here. We're all artists. And we, you know, it's our time. We don't want to hear you say, uh, thanks to my wife, thanks to my kids, thanks to my agent. So one artist really took that to heart and I thought did something brilliant because most people thought that being a uh, being a celebration of the Recording Industry Association of America, uh, most of the political statements would be anti-Trump. But <laughs> when you invite people to become political, you tend to forget that there are two sides to every argument and there are two parties in this country and politics goes both ways. So you might actually be inviting some pro-Trump people, if there are any in the music industry, to come forward and voice some of their opinions. And that, much to the chagrin, I'm sure, of most everybody at the award ceremony, is exactly what happened when Joy Villa showed up in, uh, in this dress, which says, Make America Great Again on the front, and on the back, in giant letters on the train, says T-R-U-M-P, Trump. So she literally is wearing a Trump train on her dress. She didn't show up like this, by the way. She was smart about it. She she wore this dress and then she put on top of it a uh, like a white robe or I guess you would call it a, not a cloak. Uh, I guess you would call it a cloak. Oh, oops, sorry. Uh, a cloak. And then when she got to the red carpet, she threw off, you know, like she's, like she's Harry Potter with the invisibility cloak, just boom just threw off this white uh, cloak and revealed her Trump dress, her Make America Great Again gown. Make America Great Again. And this thing went viral. I'm telling you, two hours before the Grammys, this was all you saw. This was all you saw was Joy Villa's dress uh, all over Twitter, all over Facebook, all over Instagram. 
I posted it immediately. And then everyone was, everyone was saying two things on my Facebook page. First of all, they were saying, wow, that's incredible. Second of all, they were saying, who the hell is Joy Villa? <laughs> because yeah, okay. She doesn't carry with her the weight or the heft of a name like Jennifer Lopez or Katy Perry or Lady Gaga. None of that. Uh, you're not going to see any of them in a Make America Great Again dress, FYI. But Joy Villa, who, according to her website, is an, an actress, singer, and vegan coach. I don't know what that. I guess she coaches. She coaches vegans. Don't eat that meat. Don't you dare eat that meat. Grab that vegetable. Grab that vegetable. I want to see it. And chomp. And carrot. And celery. And chomp. And soy. And chomp. And tofu. And chomp. I mean, I don't know how you coach vegans, but that's basically what her. Three things that I'm not really a fan of, by the way, actresses, singers, and vegans. But uh, but I do like I do like Joy Villa, not just because she had um, the the gumption to take the producer of the Grammys up on his offer to get political to voice her opinion, but because she did it for uh, the the party that most everyone there everyone there despises. I mean, Matt, she's basically look at this again. She's basically wearing a Donald Trump campaign sign on her body. This is how she shows up to the Grammys, wearing a Donald Trump campaign sign on her body. Make America Great Again on the front, Trump on the train, stars everywhere. And uh, I'm, and it's great. And of course, you can imagine she took some hatred on Twitter, on Facebook. People were calling her a sellout. People were saying, look at the color of your skin. How can you support a guy? All the women are saying, how can you be a feminist when the president said he wanted to grab women's no-no spots? Uh, you know, what is wrong with you? Uh, but a lot of people, of course, were applauding her as well. In fact, a couple of comments on uh, a couple of comments on this from my from my Facebook, Mary Gill Warren, who wrote, "Someone should check under that dress for brass balls. This girl will be lucky to escape with her life in that room full of tolerant liberals. Hats off to her and sending prayers her way." And then, of course, Joshua Day uh, responded, "I would like to nominate myself for the job of checking under her dress, which is uh, number one." A totally creepy response, Joshua. And number two, basically exactly what I was going to write until I realized that he uh, that he beat me to the punch. So so I stopped. Uh, anyway, but that, that's that's neither here nor there. Uh, and here's another comment I got about her um, dress. Aaron Osman, there's no honesty left in the world. Most of the people saying great for taking a stand are the same that crucified Meryl Streep for using an award show as political platform. There's literally no honesty and integrity anymore. Everyone full of S asterisk 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 on both sides. This is also, this is true, but not true. If I'd like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take, I'm going to take a little, I'm going to take umbrage to Aaron's comment because when I got on here after uh, the, what was it? The Golden Globes where Meryl Streep used her platform to, uh, to talk negatively about uh, Donald Trump and the administration and yada, yada, yada. I was, I basically was annoyed at Meryl Streep, not because she chose the award ceremony where she got her lifetime achievement award to talk about politics because whatever, it's her moment. She can do whatever she wants. And we also know that all celebrities use these platforms as a way to get out their messages except for Lady Gaga, who just performed at the Super Bowl, nothing else. But what annoyed me about Meryl Streep was she tried to attack other alternate forms of entertainment as if they weren't as good as hers. You may remember, she attacked football. She attacked mixed martial arts. She went on to say, if it weren't for Hollywood and foreigners and the press, there'd be nothing left to watch on TV except for football and mixed martial arts, which she went on to proclaim are not the arts. That was my big qualm 
my big, sure, you're a big liberal, I get it. But my big qualm was, why do you have to attack these other great institutions like MMA and the NFL? Why do you have to attack them to prove your own point? And that is, that is a typical, that is a typical thing that you find on that side of the political spectrum. When you go to, you know, when I went to, to Donald Trump rallies, when I, you know, met with people, when we interviewed them, they are more about building themselves. It was all about building up their candidate than tearing anyone else down. It was all about building up their candidate saying, look, here's, here's what we, here's our vision for America. We want America to be great. We want America to be strong. We want America to be rich. Three fantastic things. And if you don't think so, we're never going to agree on anything. Hillary Clinton, on the other hand, Bernie Sanders attacking each other and Donald Trump as being in bed with Wall Street. He's a crook. He's a liar. He's a womanizer. He's gross. Look at all these horrible things he does. He's an egomaniac. He's a racist. He's a Nazi. He's anti-Semitic. He's misogynistic. I mean, they were just like just chipping away at this guy. And all he's doing is going around saying these positive things. It's much more positive and friendly and happier on the conservative side of the aisle. And Meryl Streep proved that exact point. And so did Joy Villa. So did Joy Villa, because Joy Villa, look at her dress. It doesn't say, America sucks, Democrats are stupid. It doesn't say, uh, you know, without music, the only thing left to watch or to listen to would be uh, talk radio or podcasts. And that would be horrible. You know, what if, what if her dress said, uh, you know, listen to music because without music, well, all that would be left are podcasts and talk radio. And that's not art. Those aren't real recordings. She's not. She's just, she's saying, here's what I believe. Here's what I think is great. Uh, you guys believe whatever you want. I'm not going to, I'm not going to fault you for that. I'm not going to tear you down. But on the other side, man, they are quick to just rip you a new one. In fact, in fact, that leads up to, uh, that leads up to some other stuff that happened over the weekend. But first, I want to play you because a lot of people are saying, you know, I, I've never heard of this Joy Villa. Well, her album sales skyrocketed, number one, after this. She she like quadrupled the hits to her website. I got a little clip and she's actually not a bad, not a bad singer. Listen to this. I've paid my dues Time after time I did my sentence I committed no crime bad mistakes I have made a few I've had my share of sand kicked in my face and I have come through we are the champions my friends bum, bum, bum. and we'll keep on fighting I love that song by the way till the end but I know what you're thinking you loved it too until you heard me singing it. Also, my views are going. I notice that whenever I start singing, my view count, uh, my view count goes down uh, dramatically. So if you, have, <laughs> if you haven't yet, I promise I won't sing anymore. Please take a moment to share uh, this broadcast with all your friends and family on Facebook so that they can enjoy me not singing uh, as well. So that was it. So you look at the Grammys and it backfired in their face because they didn't just get anti-Trump messages. They also got a pro-Trump message from this singer, Joy Villa, who is the talk of the town, man. Just just the talk of the town. Everybody, everybody's, uh, you know, uh, the, to this morning, you know, she's probably going to end up on some of the worst dress. Here's what's going to happen. After the Grammys, they always do the best and the worst dressed. And I guarantee one of two things will happen. Either she will end up on the worst dress list. From, I haven't checked any of them yet. Uh, I've actually been busy doing work. But she'll either end up on the worst 
dress list for most of these, or she won't be anywhere. They'll just ignore her. They'll pretend like it never happened. And I'm pretty sure that the second thing is going to, is going to ring true. Cause I don't think they want to perpetuate the message in Hollywood or in the recording industry of America that anyone is conservative or Republican or pro-Trump, especially not a black woman artist, a singer, a songwriter, an actress, and a vegan for crying out loud. The, I mean, the vegan community is probably pulling their, you know, their, their carrots out by the roots this morning. They've got, they've got a, a pro-vegan life coach wearing a Make America Great Again pro-Donald Trump dress to the Grammys. That's horrible. I'm sure if she's, if there's some kind of vegan society, they're probably having some emergency meeting to see if they can boot her ass out. Cause that, I can't, I guarantee I, that can't, that can't adhere to the vegan code. I just, uh, I just can't believe that that's true. 844-436-6275, by the way, uh, if you want to get in on com- and comment on this. So um, my guess is that they will ignore her altogether. They'll just bury the story. They don't want to bring any more attention to her. They don't want anyone to know that there are two sides to the story that there are two viewpoints, even in Hollywood, even in the music industry, even at the Grammys. They want to think, they want everyone to think uh, that there's only one viewpoint theirs, and that's the only one that matters, and that's the only one that's right, even though we know the opposite is true. But if you do see her in on any of the worst dress lists, if they do give her some time and some ink, uh, definitely you know, let, let me know. Send me a message. Go on Twitter. Uh, let me know on Twitter. Let me know on Facebook. Because um, I definitely want to, I'd definitely be curious to see those and read some of the reactions and the reviews from the media who also, as you know, are, uh, are, are, uh, are Uber libs. Okay. Uh, let's get on to the next story because we have, let's go I'm going to make sure that this broadcast is still, it's, we've been having trouble with Facebook because Facebook, okay, good. We're still live. That's good. Uh, anyway, let's get on to the next big story because this is something else that caused a lot. I'm talking about a lot of. Not necessarily controversy, but chatter, if you will. Lots of back and forth, lots of comments on my Facebook page. I spent most of yesterday, uh, you know, updating and continually looking at the comments to see what everyone was saying about this story. And it involves Toby Keith, who, for whatever reason, I guess, Toby Keith is just the, the poster child for Republican country music stars. Uh, he's the poster child for pro-American patriotism. And I don't think he'll never be able to escape it. I don't think that he necessarily wants to escape it. But because of the, his, his really dramatic rise to fame after 9-11 and his pro-military and American anthems and the way he just, you know, skyrocketed to superstardom with hit after hit after hit uh, right after 9-11, right in the early 2000s, uh, I think that Toby Keith will always be branded as America's most patriotic country music star. And as a result, no matter what he does, no matter what he says, no matter where he performs, no matter who he supports, he will always be attacked by the Democrats, by the alt-left. And it's happening again. Look, this story is this baffling to me. And, uh, and you know, I want to I wanna kind of, I'll, I'll tell you the story first, then we'll get into the backstory, and then we'll get into the reaction. Here's the thing. First of all, there is something going on in Naperville, Illinois. Not sure if you've ever heard of it, but they do a rib fest every year. And this year, they decided that they would invite Toby Keith. Friday, June 30th, Navistar's main stage, Exchange Club of Naperville's Rib Fest, food, music, fun. This is the 30th year, apparently, 30 years of the Naperville Rib Fest. Now, this is some kind of musical, you know, food, picnic type party. I clicked around their website and I saw pictures. Looks like a lot of fun. Looks like a lot of people meeting in a field in Naperville, 
listening to some really good music, eating some really good ribs, have you drinking some beer, all that fun stuff. And for whatever reason, after this was announced, a huge group of, or not a huge group, a vocal group, I should say, a vocal group of liberal residents in Naperville took offense to this. And the reason they took offense to it is because Toby Keith performed at Donald Trump's inauguration. You may, re- you may remember, you may remember that Donald Trump, apparent, the story went that people were not willing to perform at his inaugural concert, that he had trouble getting anyone out there. There was a rumor that he had to pay Flo Rida a million dollars. And then Flo Rida was all like, yo, cause I ain't do it. I didn't take no money from him and I'm not going to perform. Uh, what's her name? The, uh, Iv- Ivanko, uh, the, uh, young girl, the 16 year old, she got, was getting like death threats on Twitter because she agreed to sing the national anthem. Horrible scenario. Anyway, so Toby Keith agrees to perform at the inaugural concert at the Lincoln Memorial, you know, called upon by his president to do so. And he goes and delivers a great show as always. And that's what these, that's what these, uh, these alt leftists, these Democrats in Naperville were really upset about. They didn't want They didn't want the guy who performed at Donald Trump's inauguration in their Naperville rib fest. Uh Uh-uh. Now, forget the fact that clearly by the website, uh, this rib fest is a charitable organization that has raised $15.5 million to eliminate child abuse and domestic violence. I mean, seems like a good cause. Seems like a non... It doesn't say... Ribfest has raised over $15.5 million to eliminate Republican child abuse or domestic violence against Republicans, which is a, a great early, uh, which is a um, increasing crime by the day, FYI. No, just overall general, whoever is a victim of child abuse and or domestic violence, the Naperville, Illinois Ribfest is looking to raise some money to help stop those forever. And I can only imagine that the Democrats and the liberals who are looking to stop uh, this whole thing from happening Either A, didn't know that the Naperville uh, Exchange Club of Naperville's Ribfest did all this charitable uh, fundraising for these two great, for these two great, uh, you know, uh, causes, or they just didn't care. Or maybe they like child abuse and domestic violence. Maybe they're not looking to eliminate it. Maybe they feel like child abuse and domestic violence have their place in this world and we do not need to eliminate it. We do not need any money. Therefore, do not invite Toby Keith uh, out to the rib fest. I'm hoping that's not the case. And I'm pretty sure it's not. I'm pretty sure they're just angry because they think Toby Keith is the world's biggest, uh, Republican supporter. And as we pointed out, the Republicans lost, I'm sorry, the the Republicans won and they lost. Now what's ironic is if these really angry people in Naperville, Illinois, who wanted to get Toby Keith off the ticket of the Naperville Ribfest, if any of them actually did some research or watched Toby Keith's inaugural performance, they might remember this little tidbit, which is still shocking to many people who heard it. Listen, this is from uh, the inaugural concert at the Lincoln Memorial in front of President Donald Trump, Toby Keith's live performance. Listen to this. Thanks to Barack Obama for your service. Thanks for the 45th president of the United States, Donald Trump. I salute you. I know what you're probably thinking. I couldn't believe my ears. Oh, did you, is that, did you, did you create that out of, no, listen one more time. He had Toby Keith, after he sang American Soldier, he thanked, he said he wanted to shout out the uh, Air Force, the uh, Marine Corps, Navy, Army, and the, and the, um, uh, the Coast Guard. And then he said this. Thanks to Barack Obama for your service. The exact words were, 
And they and uh, what was it? And thank you to Barack Obama for your service. Those were the exact words. If we're if we're being exact, which we never try to be, but in the, every now and then it's nice. But, uh, Toby Keith gets up there at the inauguration of Donald Trump, and before he says congratulations, Donald Trump, before he says I salute you, Donald Trump, he says thank you, President Barack Obama, for your service. Now. I'm guessing not a lot of country music stars, ex- with maybe the exception of Garth Brooks, who you would have invited to perform at the inaugural show, would have taken the time to thank the outgoing president, especially one like Barack Obama. But Toby Keith did. Toby Keith did not, by the way, also get in front of an audience anytime during the election and endorse Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton or Ted Cruz or anybody else. Toby Keith, as political as you may think, is not a political person. The only time he got political was when he was a te- was when uh, the Dixie Chicks in London got up and attacked George uh, W. Bush. It was right after 9/11. It was right after the, the Iraq War. Uh, the the Dixie Chicks. One and again, I have a personal story which I'll tell you here in just a minute, which kind of outlines this. The Dixie Chicks went to London. They were doing a show. And in the middle of the show, for whatever reason, Natalie Maines, the lead singer of the Dixie Chicks, got up and said, I'm ashamed, or we're ashamed, rather, because she was speaking for the group. She goes, we're ashamed that the president is from Texas because they're from Texas and they don't like being from the same state as President George W. Bush because they didn't like George W. Bush and they didn't like the war. And so Toby Keith took offense to that and he got up and he made some uh, statements and then Natalie Maines got up and she wore a t-shirt that said, F-U-T-K, which stood for you, Toby Keith, blank, you, you know, you can, you can probably figure it out. You probably, hopefully you can figure it out from the, from the context. And then there was this big war that ensued and the Dixie Chicks became, all of their fans started turning on them and, and, you know, everyone was rushing to Toby Keith and there was this big inter Nashvillian battle between the two. Everyone was taking sides, Dixie Chicks versus Toby Keith, Patriots versus Traitors. And I was right in the middle of it because before this happened, the Dixie Chicks were coming to perform. I was living in Raleigh, North Carolina. I'll never, wait, was it? No, I'm sorry. I was living in DC at the time and the Dixie Chicks were coming to perform. And I bought my wife tickets because she really wanted to see the Dixie Chicks. And I love my wife. And I find that if I do what my wife tells me, we are both much happier, much happier. So I went out and I bought a pair of tickets to see the Dixie Chicks. Then they get up on stage in London. They start badmouthing the president. They become public enemy number one. My wife and I are like, we really don't want to go see them anymore. We both mutually decided. It was a decision we both made, said, we don't want to support them. Now, I'd already purchased the tickets and... Ticketmaster has this really ridiculous no return policy. So I was stuck. I couldn't get my money back, but I knew that I did not want to go and see the Dixie Chicks perform, not after the way that they badmouthed our president on foreign soil. So I was going to make a stand. Went on Craigslist and I said, hey, Dixie Chicks tickets for sale or trade. Now get this. This is where it gets really good. This is where it gets really good. You're going to sit, listen to everyone to be quiet because this is where the story takes a turn for the incredible. Basically, what happened next was I got an email from somebody saying, hey, I have two tickets to see Toby Keith because Toby Keith was also on tour at the time. Toby Keith was coming to the same venue a couple of weeks later, and he said, I can't use them. Would you be willing to trade for your Dixie Chicks tickets? And I said, wow, this is great because I love Toby Keith. I hear this concert's going to be phenomenal. 
And what a great political statement I'd be making if I traded two Dixie Chicks tickets for two Toby Keith tickets. And I said, sold. And we traded. And my wife and I said, screw you, Natalie Maines and the Dixie Chicks. And we went to Toby Keith and there was a big truck on stage and there were American flags everywhere and people were like screaming and crying and there was lots of beer being drank. And uh, it, there was like, I think well, I think people were smoking weed, but I mean, that, it was like a pavilion show that happens. I, I mean, I wasn't. I'm just saying I think some people there were. Anyway, and it was a phenomenal show. And I was so happy that I got to see that Toby Keith tour. And I told this little story on Facebook just the other day. And man, people went crazy. They were calling me an idiot and a D-bag and stupid. And, you know, the Dixie Chicks are not traitors, yada, yada. I mean, whatever. It was it was, it was was an awesome story. Yeah, thank you. Rhonda came and says, great story. Thank you, Rhonda. I appreciate it. I'm glad you appreciate it too. And, but, but I mean, the conversation went on and on all day yesterday. And t- this was 20, this was 2001, 2002. We're talking like 15 years ago that this happened, but it's still fresh in people's minds. And Toby Keith is still the poster child for all things patriotic and pro W and pro war and pro military. And as a result, he's become kind of the musical poster child for the right. And so these people in Naperville, Illinois, these leftists who apparently love child abuse and domestic violence and hate Toby Keith, not only did they say, here's where I get really steamed. Here's where I get really steamed. I get steamed because not only are they saying, we don't want to go to the concert, so we're not going to buy tickets. Because that's one thing. You want to boycott, boycott. Go for it. You want to boycott whatever you want to, whatever you want to do. You want to stop uh, going to Chick-fil-A, fine. You want to stop shopping at Hobby Lobby? I don't care. You do whatever you want. They're your dollars. You can decide how to use them. But what really burns my butt is not only are they now trying to tell us how they think, but they're now trying to tell us how we should think too. Not only are they saying, I don't want to support Toby Keith. I don't want to support the Naperville Rib Fest. I don't want to support uh, finding an end to child abuse and domestic violence. They're now saying not only that, but we want Toby Keith off the ticket. We don't want anyone else in Naperville, Illinois to be able to see him because we disagree with him. Sure, we're going to stay home. We're going to go out and plant trees or chain ourselves to some business that makes more money than we do. Or uh, I don't even know what else that, that these people do on the weekends. But they're, not only are they not going to go to the concert, but they don't want the guy in the town. They don't want anyone else to use their hard-earned money to make the choice to go see an artist that they may enjoy whose songs they may love and enjoy some delicious smoked uh, beef and pork ribs at the same time. Mm, yum. No, they want to decide for you what you should. It's the same people. It's the same people that rallied to get Ivanka Trump's fashions out of the stores. It wasn't enough for them just to not buy Ivanka Trump stuff. They didn't want it available to anyone. So they went to Macy's and Nordstrom and they went to uh, Neiman Marcus and they went to TJ Maxx and they threatened and they actively said, we will not shop in your stores until you get rid of this because it's not enough for them to decide what they do and do not want to wear, but they want the rest of us to know that we shouldn't wear it either. And they won't stop until they control who we listen to, where we shop, what clothes we wear, uh, what artists we support, what ribs we eat, what charities we give our money to. This is what happens when the Democrats lose power. 
They lose power in government. They can no longer force healthcare down our throats, except the Republicans are really dragging their feet on repealing that. Uh, they can no longer force us to, to you know, pay for this tax. They can no longer force us to let refugees in or, or open up the border. They, they have no actual power left in the government. So what do they do? They go into society and they try to control us that way. They try to control the, the music we listen to. They try to control what we wear and what's available to us. This is our money and we'll spend it. We'll spend money on whatever we want. And speaking of spending money, I'd like to point out that the last time I went to the Naperville, Illinois Ribfest page, I was very proud, very proud to see this sold out. <laughs> Friday, June 30th, Toby Keith, general admission tickets are sold out. Keep in mind, this concert is, what is it, February 15th? And then one, two, three, it's like three and a half months away. I guarantee, I guarantee the Naperville Ribfest has never sold out this quickly. But $30 general admission tickets are sold out. And this has, I mean, I can't help but think that this is because the alt-left brought so much of uh, uh, so much negative attention to this, that people and the reason we don't like the government that we had is because we don't like people telling us what we can and can't do. And if we have a government that tells us what we can and can't do and penalizes us for not doing things the way they want us to, we will vote yes out. And on the flip side, if you try to tell us where we should go or who we should, uh, what designers we should buy or what singers we should or should not listen to, we will, we will do the opposite. We are, you know, if you're going to be a petulant little child, so will we. And if you tell us we need to clean our rooms, we will go up there and we will throw more crap around. And we will, we will make sure that you know that you cannot control us. It's mind control. They want to, they cannot, no, they can no longer control your tax dollars. They can no, no longer control your spending. They can no longer control our borders. They can no longer control our military. So they're trying to control every other aspect of your life. And they're failing miserably. I was really excited too. I, I was going to go, I was going to go because I love Toby Keith and I do love ribs. And, uh, well, you know, I, I, you know, I, there's still some like VIP tickets available, but I can't afford, I can't afford those. Uh, all right. Last story, because I know I've been rambling on for like ever. And, uh, and I know I would, I, if you, if you want to call in, by the way, we've got just a couple minutes and I will get to some Facebook comments too, for those of you that don't like to talk, uh, but you still like to let your opinion be known. 844-436-MARK is the number 844-436-6275. Uh, one last story, JK Rowling, you know her, she wrote all those Harry Potter books and now she's a billionaire. She, uh, got into a little bit of a row with Piers Morgan, who's also uh, a British guy. He took over for Simon Cowell on America's Got Talent. And then he had a show. Oh, he took over for Larry King on CNN. He was an utter failure. And now he's like kind of a Republican, but I'm not really sure what he does, but he, he pops up on all these shows. Well, he was on real time with Bill Maher and somebody told him to go basically screw himself when they were talking about Donald Trump and the hashtag Muslim ban or the travel ban as we actually uh, know it to be. And, and JK Rowling was so excited that she tweeted about it. And she said, Hey, uh, it's so nice to see Piers Morgan, uh, get told to F off on television. Well, this is, Oh, by the way, I should probably preface this. Uh, Milo Yiannopoulos, who is a, a, an author and a Breitbart editor for their, for their technology, um, uh, for their technology blog. Also a speaker. He has a book coming out. Uh, he has a podcast as well slightly more popular than mine, but hopefully we'll fix that. If you guys, uh, you know, want to subscribe to the podcast, that'd be great if you haven't already. 
And anyway, so he has this blog and he wrote all about it. And he pulled here, let me show you. He pulled uh, this back and forth. Uh, Mike Chernovich, who's also an author, also a, a podcaster, uh, kind, of, kind, of a, kind of an alt-right superstar. He wrote, hi, JK Rowling. I will personally buy plane tickets for up to 100 refugees to live in your mansions for a year. How do we make this happen? Now, I saw this tweet because I follow both of these people, actually, as well as Piers Morgan, and I thought, what a great idea. Then Lincoln Freeman, don't know him, but I'm following him now, wrote, at Chernovich, at J.K. Rowling, this is not a troll tweet, genuinely concerned. I also pledge to purchase 10 additional plane tickets. Please respond. And I thought to myself, well, this is definitely something great. This is something I can get behind. So uh, what I did was I jumped in and I said, great idea. I'm in for 20, J.K. Rowling. And this is a this is a screen cap of Milo's blog. He actually captured my tweet and put it up. And as you can see, at the time that he put it up, 725 people liked it. 307 people retweeted it. I had no idea any of this was going on until someone pointed it out on Facebook. And they were like, oh, my God, Milo, you're on Milo's blog. And then when I went to Twitter, I saw that I'd become I'd become Twitter famous for like 15 minutes. I was, I was this, I mean, people were following me. They were liking me. They were retweeting. I was like, oh my God, now I need to, now I need to ramp up my Twitter game because all these people are, are finding me through Milo Yiannopoulos' uh, website. I should probably have something, should probably have something constructive uh, to say. So that was, that was kind of exciting. I got thrown into, now JK Rowling has not responded. But if you think about this, this is a brilliant way for us to come together as a bipartisan community and help the refugees in a way that no one's thought of. J.K. Rowling has multiple mansions. She's a billionaire. She's the only female billionaire uh, in Great Britain, I believe, other than the queen. Or she's like the second richest woman in Great Britain other than the queen. And she's arguing, bickering back and forth with Piers Morgan. Also, why are these British people like complaining about American? I mean, it's so weird. Like these two British people are back and forth on Twitter complaining about the, this American foreign policy. But yeah, whatever. Uh, they, they like to stick their nose. Uh, into stuff. So anyway, so this is a great plan. You've got you've got J.K. Rowling with the housing and the support staff and the money to put up God knows how many refugees, and then you crowdsource it. You put up a GoFundMe page or a Kickstarter campaign or however you can do it, and you get people that have some extra money. I mean, I'd have to I'd have to think if I could really fly. To, I'd have to price it out. I don't know what flights from I don't know what flights from Syria to Great Britain are going for now, but. I know I may not, 20 may have been ambitious on my part, but wait, we'll figure it out. You put it all together. You get people to donate the plane tickets. The Syrian refugees get to go to a, a country and they get to, they get to escape, uh, you know, the horrible situation that's happening to them in Aleppo and other places. JK Rowling lets, gets to feel like she's actually making a difference. We get to feel like we're making a difference and we don't have to worry about any terrorists sneaking into our borders. I mean, JK Rowling probably has to, worry about some sneaking into her, into her butler's pantry or something. Uh, maybe her Quidditch closet. I don't know, but, but you know, whatever that's, that's her concern. Maybe she could vet them. In fact, I'm, I'm guessing she probably would. So that was kind of exciting news. And, uh, and I, you know, I felt kind of, but again, here, here it is again. It's, it's now you have British leftists telling us how we here in America should protect ourselves and act. I mean, again, it's all the same thing over and over again. It's not just we disagree with you. It's not just we think that this policy is bad. It's we want you to not be able to do what you want to do. We don't, it's not enough for us to think that what you want to do is bad. We want to stop you from doing it. We want to stop you from 
putting in place a travel ban while wearing Ivanka pumps and eating ribs at the Toby Keith Naperville, Illinois rib fest. And I'll be honest with you. I ain't going to let that happen. I am not going to let that happen. And you shouldn't either. You know what we all need to be? We all need to be Joy Villa at the Grammys. Next time somebody steps up to us in our face and says, you're horrible, you're awful, why do you hate people? You're anti-Christian, you're anti-Semitic, you're a racist, you uh, hate Muslims. And you know what you should do? You throw on your Make America Great dress and you be Joy Villa. Let's all, we should all be Joy Villa whenever something like that happens. All right, uh, the, I, got a, I got a bolt, man. We don't have a lot of, yay, Joy, Jeannie Dietz. Nancy Smith, that was great. Does she have room service? <laughs> okay. Uh, I apologize I didn't get to your comments, but we gotta, we're already running long on this whole thing. But thank you so much for watching today. Oh, don't forget. Don't forget. I almost forgot. Get your t-shirts. They're still available. And they're not, you know, Joy Villa dresses, but they're just as good. Working it like Donald. Wild. W-I-L-D. The official tee. I'll put the link up in the comments so you can go grab one for yourself. It's for a limited time only. Uh, my name's Mark A. Thank you guys so much for watching. As always, I love you, and I will see you tomorrow. Oh, don't forget to download the podcast, too. All right, peace out. Bye-bye. I'd like to thank President Barack Obama for his service.